Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna prove them wrong and take control of yourself. Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and D-chiro-inositol. This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body, but with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So, taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing, so just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. Alright babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some pure spectrum CBD. Sure. Hey sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all. Now open your mouth please so I can give you a serving. Ah. Uh... Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off. Can I stop now? Nope, you got 30 more seconds. So Tallinn, you've been on a path, one might call a journey. A 5,000 step journey. That's right. <laughs> I'm so impressed by how you just like all of a sudden you were like, you know what, I'm going to start a challenge because I feel so cooped up. Yeah, at first with this corona, I was like, oh, stay at home. No problem. I love staying at home. <laughs> no problem at all. I already worked from home. But recently I've been like cooped up. Like we we can't go to the gym, obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I wake up, I move from my bedroom two steps into the office. I work all day two steps into the living room where we work out, two more steps to the kitchen where I cook dinner and two steps to the dining room. I literally, like, I'm I'm afraid to even check how many steps I was getting on days that I didn't leave the house to go on yeah, a walk. Yeah, I know, before the challenge. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, like, and it became a habit of not going on a walk, whereas mm -hmm. I used to go on walks. I don't know, it just, like, happened all of a sudden. Yeah, because you're, like, you were leaving the house to do certain things, but now you don't do the same stuff, so, like, you mm -hmm. don't have the same opportunity to, like, walk get some sun, like get some physical activity, like especially yeah. our house, we don't have like a big apartment, you know, it's like less than uh, like a thousand square feet. But so like when you have, when you're doing all these different things, but small space, it's like you're not moving that you're much. You're not moving that much. I shudder to think how many steps I was getting on a day that I didn't leave the house. I shudder, <laughs> <laughs> but I did. So we had these fires in Irvine and 
on during that week we really didn't leave the house like at all and that's when i realized this was getting to me so after the fires and the air cleaned up i went out for a walk and i was like i feel so much better like psychologically i feel yeah. so much better why was i allowing myself to stay at home for so many days mm. in a row and that's when i was like why don't we do a four-week challenge and get in the habit of leaving the house and going on a walk? You know, it takes like 45 minutes to get 5,000 steps if you're like walking and listening to a podcast. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if you go on like two walks a day, you're almost at 5,000 steps anyways. You know, like we just did a did one around the community and that yeah. was like a 1,000 steps already. Yeah. So if I did that twice a day or three times a day, I'd be pretty close to 5,000. So yeah. And the great thing about the 5,000, by the way, if you're wondering this, if you didn't join, the 5,000 step challenge was uh, on Facebook. Yeah, it was during October. Um, November, or, during, during November, um, when you're listening to this. It was back in November, but it was like, it was all on Facebook. It was a, it was a free challenge. And it was, the thing that I liked about it was like, it was a great motivator. Like, you know, like this is one thing that we maybe you may be frustrated with is like being stuck at home and yeah. like not getting in the physical activity that like you may, you may want to. So like, how about a five thousand step challenge? It's not yeah. that much where like you have to focus on. Oh my god, I have to go walk three hours. It's really like one hour, yeah, less than one hour walking, and it's a great like motivator to do more. Like maybe now you want yeah. to try something different, eating healthier, working out. Yeah, honestly, four weeks is all it takes for you to create a habit out of something. Mm -hmm. I heard it's twenty one days, but I'm just saying, like, if you do something for four weeks and it's at the forefront of your attention, you're really trying to get a certain habit into your rhythm. Mm -hmm. Then setting yourself up for a four week challenge is great. I feel really good. Like some days that I probably wouldn't have gone on a walk, I'm forcing myself to go outside and take a phone call outside or just do like a quick stroll and like get some steps in. And I wouldn't have done that if the challenge wasn't at the forefront of my attention. Yeah. So I'm saying like just coming up with a challenge for yourself to get into a new habit is so impactful. And it's really changed my mood. It's only been a few days and it's really changed my like psychological state or i don't feel as cooped up yeah exactly yeah because yeah. we're yeah because we're doing a challenge right now the podcast is being recorded a little bit ahead of time mm -hmm. but by the time you listen it'll, it'll be over but you know that doesn't mean you can't join our next challenge yeah we which should we'll, do more yeah which we'll be doing uh one very soon so stay tuned for that but stay tuned sisters yeah awesome so with that being said let's launch into this podcast episode and what is today's podcast episode about? We are going to talk about PCOS and its relationship to diabetes because PCOS is often called diabetes of the ovaries. And we want to explain why this is the mm -hmm. case and what we can do to prevent our an insulin resistance and PCOS from going so far out of control that it becomes diabetes. Yeah. We're trying to prevent it. Exactly. Yeah. And when we talk about like PCOS being called diabetes of the ovaries, the reason is, is that insulin can trigger high testosterone, which manifests in many PCOS symptoms. So that's the reason why like that yeah. we, we we're saying that sentence right there. And to start off, um, like 70 to 80% of women with PCOS are insulin resistance. 
So you can tell that's a big majority. Mm-hmm. And not just that, but a lot of birth control pills can also increase insulin resistance, which we know a lot of women with PCOS, one of the first few things they're offered is birth control. Yeah. And it makes it so much harder to manage symptoms after you decide to get off the pill mm-hmm. because you were on the pill. You didn't realize you had all this insulin resistance and the birth control pill made, made it worse. Then you get off and it's yeah. a mess. So it's important to note that many of us have insulin resistance and there have even been studies on women with PCOS. So researchers in Australia collected data over for over um, 8000 women and found that those who had PCOS were four to eight point eight times more likely to develop type two diabetes than women who didn't have PCOS. Wow. That's a lot more. Yeah. So yeah. it's really important that we talk about this and think about this before 20, 30 years go by. Mm-hmm. We leave our insulin resistance, you know, unmanaged, untamed. And that insulin beast gets to us, as Dr. Pat- Padiguana said in that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? And if you're and if you're young and like you're hearing insulin resistance, but maybe like to you, like it's oh, it's just insulin resistance. I don't have yeah. to worry about it until I'm old. Well, honestly worrying about it now there's no there's no such thing as old or young right now it's about really focusing on your health and like if you try to improve it now it's gonna have such bigger impacts down the road and mm-hmm. that's um why you want to start looking at it now yeah according then, uh-huh you were saying now i was just gonna continue to the next study but you can go ahead and see according to the australian study pregnant women with pcos are nearly three times as likely as women without pcos to develop gestational diabetes so that's diabetes while they're pregnant so that's, you know, something that we can prevent by managing our insulin resistance in advance ahead of time before you get pregnant mm-hmm. instead of trying to get pregnant really quickly before it treating the underlying root issues of our PCOS. Yeah. And going with that, so insulin resistance, as, as we've talked about insulin resistance m- many episodes, but it's I feel like we should explain what insulin resistance actually is. I feel like you always explain it the best. So, oh, I will. So what is insulin resistance? This is my favorite thing to explain. I do it all the time yes. on Instagram lives and like in the sisterhood and in our <laughs> in our podcast. Yeah. But, so basically, so here's how insulin resistance can turn into diabetes. Okay. When we eat when we eat food, it breaks down into sugar in our blood. And this signals the pancreas to release the hormone insulin. And so this insulin is what's going to grab the sugar in our bloodstream and put it in our cells so we burn it up for energy. Okay. And I'm making hand gestures. Yes. So and if I'm going to make YouTube. some sound effects. <laughs> so this is our cell, the insulin putting the sugar into our cells, we're burning it up for energy. Mm -hmm. This is what's supposed to happen. But if our diet is constantly filled up with foods that spike our insulin, or if we are genetically predisposed to insulin resistance, we start pumping out more and more insulin. And what happens is our cells lock up and they become resistant to that insulin that's trying to put sugar into our cells to burn up. And that's insulin resistance. Our cell is locked, basically. And so after a while, two problems happen. The cells become insulin resistant from being bombarded by insulin all, constantly. The pancreas keeps re- releasing all this insulin to no avail because the cells are locked up. Mm. Blood sugar builds up in the bloodstream because our cells are resistant to burning it up. That leads to diabetes. And insulin goes to our ovaries and triggers high testosterone. Mm. 
So that's one way we can develop diabetes. And then the other way is that the demand on the pancreas to make all of this insulin isn't sustainable. And eventually the pancreas becomes so overwhelmed that it can't produce enough insulin for our body to grab that sugar and put it in our cells to absorb. That's another way, another like mechanism of diabetes. So what I'm trying to say is genetically, we can be very insulin resistant, but also and we can be predisposed to insulin resistance because of genes, because maybe our mom had it or something like that. But also the foods that we're eating mm-hmm. can constantly spike the insulin or cause inflammation, which also locks up the cell and makes it insulin resistant. And these can contribute to insulin resistance. And there's like a range of insulin resistance. You can be slightly insulin mm-hmm. resistant. You can be very insulin resistant. And that can lead to prediabetes and diabetes. So mm-hmm. even if you're slightly insulin resistant, symptoms of PCOS can occur. It can trigger okay. high testosterone. It can have that cascade effect on your hormones and yeah. make all these symptoms show up. And you don't even know that you're insulin resistant because maybe your glucose is fine. Checking your glucose on blood work is the last sign of insulin resistance. There's before that, like when your glucose is fine, you can still have some insulin resistance. You need an insulin glucose tolerance test to really see what is happening. Does that make sense? Yes. I love how you went off and I just, I needed to just shut up and let you just (laughs) talk because that was amazing. I was looking at you like you were Wonder Woman. Oh. And I was just like, you go ahead. (laughs) Keep on going. But anyways, that was great. Thank you for that amazing explanation. And as Ty mentioned, like the the severity of the insulin resistance can depend on each person. It's important just to just like look uh, to look how your body is reacting when you're like th- through your diet and lifestyle and make adjustments along the way. And it's important to consider like what can insulin resistance lead to and like what are the symptoms because it, there's a reason why it's important not to ignore it. And some of those symptoms are like you know hyperandrogenism where you have elevated testosterone, which is going to lead to you know like hair loss or hair growth and uh, acne and, lo- and a lot of these different symptoms and it's it can be attributed to insulin resistance so that's right all of these symptoms if you have awful cravings it's a sign you know you don't don't look for like a appetite suppressant think insulin resistance what can i do to heal this mm-hmm. and we'll launch into that too yeah okay so did we did we talk all about um, what happens when we're insulin resistant? High testosterone, irregular periods. I mean, I went on well, my tangent. Did I go through this? Uh, I don't think I heard <laughs> no. all the symptoms. I, don't, I didn't personally name them all, but let's go ahead and say it. So the other symptoms, they include high testosterone, irregular periods, mm-hmm. infertility, obesity, hirsutism, hyperandrogenism, chronic fatigue syndrome, immune system defects, eating disorders, hypoglycemia, gastrointestinal disorders, depression and anxiety and eventually type 2 diabetes so sisters Mm -hmm. this is why insulin resistance is very important to look at even if it's minor can lead to one of these symptoms and you may not know why you're feeling a certain way yeah when you know it's just something internally that you could you could adjust that that can help you hear us jumping up and down talking about insulin resistance all the time 
And, you know, it's because it can have this much of an impact on our symptoms. It's so important. And nobody talked to me about it when I was Mm. first diagnosed. I was not told what is actually happening in my body. And I understand that, like, not everyone cares, but I cared when I was diagnosed. And if somebody had broken it down to me like this, it would have made so much sense. I would have realized the impact of the foods I'm eating and my environment and my stress will get into all of the things that trigger insulin resistance. But had I known, then I would have felt more empowered. So that's what we want to do here. I remember I was diagnosed with prediabetes, too. That's how far my insulin resistance had gone. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, she said I'm almost pre-diabetic. Well, almost doesn't cut it, Tommy. But I think she said I was pre-diabetic. I have to check on this. But that call her, was let's call her right there now. There was on a the red light, and I was like, "What the hell? How yeah, did there this was happen?" A, yeah, there was. A, that's <laughs> a great thing you said. There's a red light. There's like a red flag. I should say. Right. That's just saying, hey, like if you don't do something, you may be predisposed, and so forth. I'm pretty sure I was pre-diabetic, you guys. Okay. Okay. We'll confirm on Instagram stories. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, just talking about that, oh, she doesn't say one thing that I forgot. Okay, let's just move okay. forward. I, I, yeah, I'm not going to remember. Okay, so as insulin levels rise, I just want to point out that a couple things happen. So the liver responds to this high insulin level by ramping up something called lipogenesis. And this is the process by which it converts excess carbs to fat and it leads to fatty liver and obesity. So when we're insulin resistant, the fat, the, the food doesn't burn up, turns into fat, accumulates around the liver, causing fatty liver, accumulates around other organs, accumulates around your body, obesity. This is what it can trigger. So when we talk about PCOS weight loss, we're never talking about cutting calories and doing all of these like restrictive diets. We're talking about healing metabolism so that we can get your liver working, we can get your cells functioning and everything up and order in yeah. order and speaking of the liver so w- one thing that can happen is sometimes your the testosterone is not actually higher it's actually can be due to a uh, issue with the liver so basically the liver produces something called a sex hormone binding globulin which basically um binds to the testosterone mm-hmm. and like neutralizes it like yeah it like cleans it up yeah like it a cleans sponge. it up like a sponge so what happens when you have insulin resistance is that the liver can produce less of the sex hormone binding globulin and then the ratio of the testosterone to the globulin is higher and then it's not able to wipe it away like a sponge exactly leads to that you know the the higher ratio so sometimes the testosterone isn't really high it's just due to the globulin yeah and then in in more severe cases it can actually be both you know Mm -hmm. higher testosterone lower globulin and then you can have uh, you know uh, more issues that way but yeah doesn't mean it's not reversible it just means okay we got to focus on the insulin resistance, you know, try to just target the root cause here through diet and lifestyle and and more if needed. And the reason why we talk about PCOS of the uh, diabetes of the ovaries Mm -hmm. is because that insulin triggers high testosterone in the ovaries Mm -hmm. and that affects our periods, that affects our symptoms like ovarian cysts and it also affects facial hair, acne and all of the PCOS symptoms. So when they say diabetes of the ovaries, PCOS is diabetes of the ovaries, this is how it makes sense. Mm -hmm. So keep Mm -hmm. that in mind. Rewind, re-listen, very important. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And let's hop on to different ways to manage insulin resistance because obviously we're not going to leave you hanging. We're here to give you... We're here for you. We're here to give you the info and helpful tips always. Mm -hmm. 
Hey sisters, only until January 8th, our four-week meal prep and workout course is available with exclusive bonuses, including four webinars with doctors such as Dr. Jolene Brighton. You'll also get access to one month free in the sisterhood, as well as access to our four-week meal prep and workout course challenge with live workouts. Check out the podcast description or go to PCOSweightloss.org to join now before January 8th to access these exclusive bonuses and follow my step-by-step four-week plan to PCOS weight loss. So different ways to manage insulin resistance, babe. What's your, let me say this first one because it's my thing. Mm -hmm. So the first way to manage insulin resistance coming from your PCOS personal trainer is exercise Mm -hmm. so we like to recommend slow way to workouts and if you're with us in the sisterhood you'll know that every month we have a different program for you to follow um, and they're through slow weighted workouts now weight uh, so lifting weights it helps to pick up the sugar from your bloodstream whereas intense workouts like you know like running kickboxing cycling they dump sugar into the bloodstream to burn during you know during that run mm-hmm. however we talked about earlier with insulin resistance your body is not able to pick up that sugar so that's why we don't recommend these intense workouts we recommend slow weighted workouts and we're not talking about bodybuilding here we're just talking about yeah. building lean muscle through these slow-weighted uh, workouts. We're talking about like 5, Strength 10, training. 15 pounds. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way to, one, help with your insulin resistance, two, help uh, build lean muscle, which will actually help yeah. with your metabolism because let's not forget, PCOS um, is also a metabolic disorder. Yeah. So it's it's very important. And yeah, exercise is one of the great ways you can you Those can weights really make a difference. Yeah. Like there's yoga that's great too for stress hormones. Walking is relaxing. You know, a little bit of cardio. That's fine if you feel good with cardio. Yeah. But weights, like picking up those weights and that like impact that it has on building muscle. Mm-hmm. I could tell a difference when I stopped weightlifting because I was like, oh, whatever. I'm just yeah. going to go on walks for a minute and then like pick up weightlifting again later. But I felt the difference in my cravings and my insulin resistance and my hunger mm-hmm. and fullness cues because i was like losing muscle mass because i stopped lifting those mm-hmm. weights and that yeah. was really helping yeah. with my insulin resistance which which is there because i'm i feel like i'm predisposed to it but so if i don't manage it like it goes out of control mm-hmm. and i feel it it's very important for me as a woman with pcos to keep up with these things that help with my insulin resistance or else i feel all the symptoms coming back so yeah and not to mention like like w- women i feel like specifically should really work i feel everyone should do weighted training but especially women because as you get older Mm -hmm. you know osteoporosis yeah and one of the one ways to mitigate that is actually doing weighted workouts Mm -hmm. which will help to you know uh help build your muscles yeah your muscles but also your bones your bones it helps to you know uh, make sure your bones are strong as you get older as well as you know build like you said muscles around your bones because um women with women in general as you get older yeah you, you know, start deteriorating your muscle mass and your, your bone density yeah, exactly. goes down yeah so you want to like just weighted workouts are great for that mm-hmm. and um yes yeah everyone should do that because like even of course men too because like um one of the th- uh statistics that i've like read online is that a, a lot of times like mortality rates are related to like leg strength meaning like as oh. people get older um, a lot of times, like, they get weaker in the legs, and then it gets harder for people to, like, stand up. Like, you know, like, when you have, like, a 78 year old grandpa, like, they're usually sitting down on the yeah. couch all all day yeah. because it's hard for them to get up. But, but what happens is because it's hard for them to get up, they end up doing less. Like, they end up walking less. Mm-hmm. They end up, you know, like, doing less movements because it's so difficult to get up. Yeah. Well, you know, one way to 
prevent that is just like to build Weight your leg training. yeah build your leg uh, muscles so as you get older it's always easy for you to get up and you're always like more prone right. to do activities that's so true anyways that was my tangent exercise key the, the way you exercise is key yeah second one is sup- supplement. A supplement and i think time should talk about this one girl you hear me jumping up and down talking about ovacetol and it's not for no reason. Mm-hmm. 70 to 80% of us have insulin resistance and ovacetol has shown to help so much. So much with regulating periods, egg quality, ovulation, yep. everything that that high testosterone that's triggered by insulin resistance is causing is treated and healed with diet change, exercise and ovacetol. Yep. So this very strong and successful supplement that we've seen help so many sisters it basically it helps your cells pick up the sugar in the bloodstream and burn it up for energy it Mm -hmm. helps that insulin actually do its job when it's knocking on the cell's door to hand over the sugar into the cell it's helping that part of insulin resistance function so that's why it's super helpful And of course, it doesn't end there. There's diet change. So we recommend going gluten and dairy-free because these are two of the biggest insulin spiking foods. And we've found great success, especially with women with lots of inflammation and and insulin resistance for when they go gluten and dairy-free. In fact, sometimes people lose weight super quickly in the beginning because it just drops their insulin levels so well, Mm -hmm. so much, so quickly, you know, and that's excellent. And then sometimes you don't see such quick results because they're super insulin resistant and it takes more time and more components and supplements and weight training and patience to really get that insulin resistance under control. So, you know, you know, don't give up on yourself, but try new things and see what's working and what's benefiting you. Mm -hmm. If you're seeing your symptoms get better in any way, keep doing that. Layer on some other things. Don't just give up because it's still happening and ugh, like I'm not losing weight fast enough or oh my, I still have acne. No, like if something's working for any of your symptoms, like your hair or your acne or your weight, Mm -hmm. keep doing it and layer in the other things and everything will eventually even out and get under control. Yes. But to deep dive into the gluten and dairy part, if you haven't listened to some of our episodes that explain, um, basically we had an episode with Dr. William Davis. He wrote the book Wheat Belly and he talks about how amylopectin A works in our body. He says that amylopectin A found in wheat is unique in its digestibility and it makes it Sometimes it's worse than table sugar because it has this capacity to raise our blood sugar so much and it causes insulin resistance and contributes to type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. And this explains why eliminating foods with wheat reduces blood sugar Mm -hmm. and insulin resistance and hemoglobin A1C and the risk of type 2 diabetes. So wheat can really trigger insulin levels and high blood sugar because of the amylo Ooh, Ooh, man. it's time to post on instagram <laughs> that's telling a reminder if you don't know to post <laughs> because of the amylopectin a found in wheat yes and then there's whey and pro- whey protein in milk do you want to see it? I thought you were about to. You're on fire. That. I just feel like you should say okay. you're on fire right now. Whey protein triggers. I'm like, sorry, I'm like Scotty Pippen. I know how to get out the way. <laughs> what? Who's that? You're Michael Jordan. I'm Scotty Pippen. All right. You don't know the Chicago Bulls tandem. No. Oh my goodness. Okay, continue. Okay. 
Whey protein triggers the incretin hormone in our stomach and that spikes insulin levels. Whey is found in dairy. Oftentimes, we bodybuilders have whey protein after they work out. And that's because it's so good at building muscle mass. I, I have it you every know time what I'm I work saying? out. But when women with PCOS yeah. have it, mm-hmm. we don't need that like growth, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need that. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. too much with our, it's spiking insulin and it's, making us like store things more than we need to store things. Mm-hmm. And no, so <laughs> not good for women with PCOS in general. You just, of course, everyone's different. You want to try it, see if it works for you. But I'm just saying, if you want to get your insulin under control, consider all of these things that we mentioned. I love see, it. Doug's just laughing at me because I'm like really passionate about insulin it. resistance. Yeah, that's like the one thing that I like. we went on a walk before this podcast and we were like just going over the episode before the before we yeah. started and like time was like explaining insulin resistance to me and like i could just feel the passion and i really learned it really well too and then the podcast we're, we're talking i'm like you know time you just got it what are you do you you're even, literally you, talking over the microphone okay. instead of into it how dare you first Continue. of all interrupt me <laughs> and two as the editor of this podcast i am all my voice is always good yours is always the one that's low I have to go in and modify. And you had the audacity Lies. to touch my mic. <laughs> I can't believe you. You were saying insulin <laughs> resistance. I have lost my train of thought. Completely. I don't know what I was talking about. Our walk, when we went on a walk. Yes, so you explained it to me. And then, you know, I just I just love the way you explain it, And I wanted you to explain it again today. That's why I was like, when we, when we went into the middle of the episode, I was like, Tyne, you got to explain this all over again and let them know. You guys, if you ever want me to explain insulin resistance, just hop into the sisterhood, go to stage four, discovering your carb tolerance. Mm. And that's where you'll find out all you need to know about insulin resistance. There's a whole video. Not on just that, it. but also in stage one where you discover oh, your yes. PCOS type. And there's one video called insulin, insulin resistance. resistance. So sisters, if you're in the sisterhood, go to stage one. If you haven't already, stage one. We talk about all the different PCOS types. Yeah. Insulin resistance is the top. Yes. And we have a series of videos to help you with insulin resistance, help you reverse it, and help you find the way to um, find the right balance. That's right. It's amazing. Okay. So um, let's go on to the DMs where we asked sisters. We asked you sisters on Instagram, PCOS.WeightLoss. Uh, what do you do to keep your blood sugar stable? Okay. And then these were the responses. Namrata Taneja says, walk a little every one hour. That's great. Great for your blood sugar. Great for stress hormones, which yeah. also con- contribute to blood sugar regulation. Oh yes, this what? is great. I should have uh, talked about this earlier because I was, I was watching some fitness videos to, like, mm-hmm. to learn myself because you know I like to keep up on stuff. And they were talking about how when you sit for a long period of time, like more than 30 minutes, you actually it, it, it affects your insulin resistance. Because oh gosh, you're like not us. active and you know, I have to like look at my notes because I wrote some notes so I could explain it in detail later. But there was like research showing that like when you sit for a long period of time, it can make you more insulin resistant because of like that, that long time of like no activity. Oh, yeah. well then, <laughs> it's a good thing we're doing this 5,000 step a day yeah. walk yeah. thing, four week challenge. Yeah, so it makes sense when Namrata Tanaya says walk a little every one hour because that's keeping her blood sugar yeah. stable. Okay. Next one. Yeah. Bailey Little Lady. She says, Ovacetol, always. Honestly, there were so many DMs about Ovacetol. I, d- I didn't want to like only choose them. <laughs> but I was like, get Yeah, it, honestly, Ovacetol is the best in my opinion. I mean, obviously, everyone's different, but it's one of our favorites. Yes. 
Uh, next one is uh, Megana Potnis. She says, not have too much carbs or sweet things at once. Makes sense. That's Maybe great. She knows her carb tolerance. She exactly. knows how much is too much. You yeah. don't want to have all your carbs in one sitting. Spread them out. Yeah. You know, see if you want something sweet, mm-hmm. pair it with a fat, so on. Yes. Okay. Uh, this haul past two also said start drinking of acetol. Nice. Uh, Tal Kedem 12 says high protein meals, having all three meals with with oat peel for snacks, combining fruit with almonds. What's oat peel? Um, that's a spelling error. What do you think I meant? High protein meals, having all three meals with, with uh, I don't, I don't know. Po- options? No. I don't know. Options for snacks, combining fruit with, with protein. Almonds. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> O-T-O-T-P-I-O. You, got, I, you sisters, let us know. What typo. could that be? Okay. okay. But anyways, that's really good though. High protein <laughs> meals with all three meals. It's a really good way to keep it sustainable. Like yes. the, the food that you're eating, the carbs and, and the healthy fats and all that stuff. So good stuff. Next one is Val Zapia. She says, eat every three hours. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That works for a lot of people. And then lastly is... Uh, I am Steph Portelli. She says pairing carbs with protein and fats has really helped me. It's one of the it's smartest great. ways to go. Yes. One of like the best diet and lifestyle approaches. Yes. Love it. Love it. Many components contribute to insulin resistance, whether it's going gluten and dairy free, whether it's pairing your carbs with protein and fat or eating every three hours, ovacetol, exercise. Like it's just so many different things can help, you know, slowly mm-hmm. start thinking about what you can add into your lifestyle. Yes. Alrighty. With that being said, we're going to go into the PCOS hotline. Hit it. So if you don't know, we have a hotline. It is the number is one eight three three ask PCOS ASK PCOS. It's toll free. And you can basically call and leave a voicemail, like a question or a testimonial, and we play them on the podcast and basically respond. So here is today's voicemail. Oops, I almost called someone. Um, we should call a sister. Yeah, right. Call them back and be like, "Hey, you're live on the podcast." Oh my gosh. Okay. Hi guys. So I'm getting married on January 9th, and I've been trying to lose about 30 pounds before the wedding. I've been doing CrossFit for about two months now, and I'm just not seeing any results. And now I've just started juicing. Right now, I'm on a seven-day juice cleanse, and I'm hoping that that will shed some of the pounds off do you have any suggestions on what type of workouts i can do great question yes great question and we we're just talking about it earlier so for women with pcs the kind of exercises that we recommended right great. the slow weighted workout approach yeah but here's the thing i understand she's on a time crunch when when is she getting married? Did she say? Uh, I forgot the time frame that she said. Okay. But obviously, but, it, it may be on a time crunch because usually, yes. you know, it's always I, around the corner. Whether you're on a time crunch or not, when you get diagnosed, you're like really excited to lose weight and you go to the hardest, you know, workout class, the CrossFit, cycling, whatever it may be for her, it's CrossFit. You know, let's do a detox. Let's do a juice cleanse. That, And I understand where you're coming from but this actually will do more harm than good in my opinion because what happens is those intense workouts are you're already wedding planning which is already stressful Mm -hmm. it's going to elevate your stress hormones more and it's not going to help with the weight loss because that cortisol that gets um, up Mm -hmm. high is going to cause 
stomach belly fat. And when you have high levels of cortisol for PCOS, it's hard to bring them back down. Mm -hmm. So it's actually doing more harm than good. And also the juice cleanse sounds like a great idea. It's low calorie, I'm sure, you know, but what's happening is again, you're depriving yourself of the nutrients necessary yeah. to move your metabolism, to heal your metabolism with PCOS. Yeah, it's very restrictive and like a whole, like like a very, yeah. like a, all of a sudden you're like the juice, juice cleanse to really like yeah. limit all these other things. Yeah. And like, we wouldn't recommend that, but we understand you're on a time crunch. We would just look at it in a more like long-term sustainable uh-huh. way. And like, same thing like with the, like the working out is like, like we were mentioned earlier, the slow way to workouts, helping to manage your insulin resistance, helping with your metabolism, those yes. are all like sustainable ways of helping your body naturally to help, you know, like lose that weight and, and like whatever your goals yeah. may be. And the same thing with the juice cleanse. You, you can know. incorporate a great green juice in your day. Yeah. That'll, that's great for your liver. It's great for your metabolism. But replacing all your meals with juice mm-hmm. isn't going to help with your hormonal issue yeah in my opinion and even with the uh-huh. weight it might like give you some like quick results in the first couple of Maybe, days or yeah. so but in a lot of cases i mean we've heard the the other side right like we're, I, yeah yeah exactly. so. so a nice high protein diet yeah try eating gluten and dairy free try lowering your carbs really get that insulin resistance under control and you'll get rid of water weight you'll get rid you'll start losing weight quicker mm-hmm. because you're targeting the metabolic issue that's going on rather than you know scrambling to like do the mainstream things of working yeah. out more and juice cleansing and all of that yes okay so we hope you guys understood our point of view on that on that topic and just kind of taking a long-term approach but we, we definitely understand you know like when there's a certain goal and there's a pressure to to meet it we're just here to kind of like help you think more long-term and just uh you know help heal your metabolism exactly yeah so you can see better results long-term without being stressed out especially before your wedding yeah okay so we're gonna go on to the last portion of the podcast as always we like to name two winners just a two uh, sisters who are managing their PCOS, you know, getting through their symptoms, you know, reversing their symptoms Woo. and like losing weight and whatever their goals may be. We love to always highlight them here on the podcast. Who's the first winner, babe? Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, first winner is Bella Belinsky from Instagram. She says, hi, Talin. I am so excited. I have taken an all since March and changed my diet according to your tips. And not only did my cycle become impeccable and I lost weight, but I also just found out I am pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Uh, We have only been trying for one cycle. This is amazing. And I don't think it would have happened if I hadn't come across your inspiring and fun account. Thank you. Wonderful. She really got her insulin resistance under control. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, we're so happy to help you. But sister, you did all the work. You're you're the one that uh, made the changes that was best for you. And we're so happy. Congrats. Uh, you know, with, with the pregnancy, best wishes, all your progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's the next one, babe? The next one is Prunel Pillay. She says, hi, Talin. My name is Prunel, and I just wanted to pop you a message to say thank you. I've been battling with PCOS for the past eight years, basically tried everything besides gluten and dairy free. LOL. It hasn't even been a week since I cut out gluten and dairy for my diet, and I'd be lying if I said it was 100% cut. But I got my period yesterday. Wow. For the first time this year, I'm absolutely blown away. I've also been trying to do slow-weighted workouts. Still a work in progress but we're getting there i'm starting to notice that i just feel a lot more confident and energetic if these are the benefits of not having 
not even a week. I can't wait to see what happens if I stick with it. Thank you for being more helpful than a ridiculously expensive 15-minute gynecologist consult. Thank you for showing all of us that these simple changes that no one else even speaks about are so, so important. Lots of love. That is a great what message. What a beautiful message. Look yeah. how much she typed out, honestly, taking time to message us like this. Yeah, and like very well written and like, I mean, that's great, sister. Like she cut out the gluten, dairy, and she says she's even that it wasn't even a hundred percent, and she yeah. got, already got her period after the whole year of not having one. I mean, I can't that's imagine amazing. the stress feeling there. Yeah, but that's great that you reversed that and like found what what was working for you, more confident and energetic. She says, "We're so yeah. happy for you." If you if this is how the great start is for you, I can't wait to see like what else is gonna happen in a few weeks or exactly. like however long you know you, you choose to do so. That's great for you, Pernell. Woo! Good job amazing all right all right sisters that's the episode i think i hope you make some swaps for your insulin resistance yeah you know get, you have, get that exercise going those yeah. weights if you have any questions about insulin resistance or any other stuff you can always feel free to ask us on instagram you know when we do our ig lives we talk about this topic a lot and rewind this episode listen to it multiple times if you want to learn more that's right sisters thanks so much for joining us all righty see you guys next week Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.